Welcome to followtheboat.com. Tales not just from the high seas. These are the podcast adventures of Liz and Jamie as they travel through the Indian subcontinent. Last week we took you up to the Merangar Fort to look down on the blue city of Jodhpur. So this week we're going to get lost in the back streets of the town itself. There are plenty of sounds to take in here, with the noise of market traders selling their wares. But first, a refreshing drink. We're sitting inside the famous Lassie shop. And we've just had our saffron lassi served up. Uh, lassi is a uh, national Indian drink made of yogurt. Um, it's normally quite runny, but this is so thick and full with cream and vanilla that I can. It's been served with a spoon, and I can actually stand my spoon up in it without it falling over. It's the most popular shop in town, and it's full of locals. And the locals. Uh, I charge 10, 10 rupees a glass, we charge 20, but we don't mind paying extra because it is the most deliciously refreshing, citrusy, creamy, yogurty drink you could ever imagine. It is wonderful. That was our lassie in the Sri Mishralao Hotel, and it's very, very good indeed. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> that was a waiter who's just served up our lassie. I'm just looking now at the entrance and they've got a huge, great big bowl. Tell me, what is in there? This lassi is special. Yes. Special lassi. Uh, vanilla? Yogurt, yogurt lassi. This is yogurt lassi. Cardamom, saffron, some lemon drops and cold milk. Cardamom, saffron, lemon drops, cold milk. Vanilla? No. No vanilla? No vanilla. Oh, I thought there was vanilla. It's superb. It is superb. Thank you very much. Dhanwad. Okay. Well, we're now in the market square itself, right by the clock tower. Um, we've bought our obligatory uh, jostics from the jostic vendor. We went for opium and lotus this time. And we're just walking around now the uh, circumference of the, uh, of the clock tower and just checking out some of the little stores here. In the background, you can hear two men, three men, banging uh, uh, pieces of iron into circles. They're making big round circles. So they're sort of hammering away on uh, big blocks of steel. No idea what it's for though. Unfortunately, we can't ask. I don't think they speak any English, but uh, they're hard at work anyway. And next to them are some um, stores with uh, big plastic containers and around the corner from there we have a tailor after that uh, another store these are all under uh, stone archways by the way kind of like under the arches as if they're back in the east end of London um, big bits of machinery belt driven lathe oh there's a lathe there a belt driven lathe and uh, next to that it looks like some kind of gas canister I don't know if he's a welder yeah, he probably is a welder. In fact, as I say that, he's coming to sit down and he's cranking up his gas now. 
He's got a big pot in front of him, which he's repairing. And then next to him, we've got some what look like Second World War uh, army containers, uh, kind of like canteens. Um, I think they're, actually they're toolboxes. This man has got uh, pickaxe heads and spanners. I wonder if he's got any imperial spanner sizes. just heard at the beginning of that recording there was some music played and then it suddenly stopped a man selling music I'm going to assume something here I'm going to make up a story so he's a uh, he's a market inspector and he's discovered that he's selling pirate music I've just discovered where my empty beer bottles go. There's a stall here full of boxes uh, with uh, Kingfisher beer. Empty. Recycled place. Standing by the clock tower at uh, the entrance to Sadar Market and all around us there are women on, uh, on the ground with great um, piles of incredibly bright saris and I've been told that these are all second-hand saris that they get very cheaply uh, they may have they may belong to people they may be offcuts from factories but mostly second-hand saris and they're just selling off these pieces of fabric it's a great way of, of buying brightly colored fabrics some are silk some are cotton uh, quite a quite a few are man-made fibers I think just looking at them from here every color and print and combination of colour you can imagine, and a really great place to get hold of old old fabric. It just looks beautiful. They've got a sort of rectangular space each, by probably one and a half metres by two metres, and around them, great piles of gorgeously coloured fabrics. Very nice. Well, we forced our way through the market where the ladies were selling saris and came away with just the four so that is typical Liz and Jamie absolutely incapable of passing a textile store without buying something so we bought four saris for about 400 uh, rupees so that's that's what about six quid uh, silk and cotton each one five meters long so I think we did, we did quite well there um, enjoyed doing that very much we're now through past the clock tower into the market proper and the first thing you hit as you come in on the left is a, a nice shady leafy road and they're selling bamboo great high thick pieces of bamboo all laid up against the wall uh, some of them have been turned into kind of ladders uh, some are just simple bamboos arranged in size and thickness and some of them have been turned into I don't know really, can't work out what they are, sort of trellis things. Uh, looks like a pylon I'm looking at now, but it's uh, in the dappled light, all the different shades and textures and colours of the bamboo looks very appealing. 
a little busy here, there's some traffic going through, but really compared to places like Agra, Jaipur and Anakalam, there's not that much traffic and it's quite um, pleasant to walk through the market here. Next to the bamboo, there's a, a store selling local pots. We've seen an, a number of these stores. Round, completely round pots with um, narrow opening. Um, they're made in a clay, which is a kind of creamy clay, so I guess that's from a local area. And then they are painted white. And then over the white, there's a kind of terracotta colour, very simple, hand-painted pattern. Um, trying to explain it stripes around the side with some squiggles some curvy lines different sizes and they're lovely and we'd love to get one but we, we can't get it back to uh, 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 all the way back to Kerala so we'll just look and love wood carvings like uh, you want the already box the bridge is made no 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 we want to give a measurement yeah. and then someone takes the measurement and makes uh, for you for, for us makes a carving do you have some wood that you, you no, want to no, make it i want to find someone who can supply the wood yeah. and also do the carving yeah maybe paint it yeah and then send it that's just listening to conversation Jamie's having there. We've been, since we arrived here, been thinking about putting some carvings inside the boat because uh, the, the inside of the boat is all wooden. It's veneered or, or solid wood throughout. And a lot of it is, has become damaged. Uh, a lot of it was damaged when we already bought the boat, but it has become damaged subsequent to that. Because there's a lot of condensation and living in the sea with wood, you can probably imagine it's not great. So we need to replace some of it, and we thought we would um, put some carved areas in the boat. And there's a lot of carving over here in India. Ganeshes, obviously, lots of gods, and then sometimes floral work. Um, we've seen it for sale all over the place, and we'd like to get some made specifically to fit one panel in our galley. Never-ending search by Jamie to find someone who can make this for us. We'll get there. What is your name? My name is Sanya. And what is your name? My name is Sai. My name is Sai. My name is Uskan Khan. My name is Aisha. You're all very nice and pretty children. And what is your name? My name is Jishan. Very good English. Very good English. I'm very nice. I'm just <laughs> We've just taken a photograph of uh, these gorgeous little kids as we're walking up towards the fort. They're all fascinated with Jamie, always. He's the Pied Piper. And uh, they're following him around. OK, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. just outside the mosque as you can hear obviously some beautifully uh sort of stained glass doors actually they're not really stained glass but they have that appearance it's actually inlaid with um uh, emerald green leaves red border and uh, blue and red and yellow flowers very brightly colored uh, paneled door to the mosque And down the uh, outside, along the street, 
It has uh, beautiful blue glass, frosted glass with patterns in it on the uh, windows all the way down the building. Considering the size of the uh, building along the streets, it's actually a rather large building. But you have to look up to appreciate it. Hanging from one of the uh, big arches on the first floor are some glass lanterns. And underneath, we've got a man working on uh, some, looks like some aluminium kind of boxes, very small boxes. I don't know what they're used for, but uh, he's got a centre punch and a hammer in his... Uh, He's actually sealing up the lids by uh, closing the, uh, the top together. And above us, hello! Above the man working on the first floor are some uh, young ladies and children hanging out. What is my name? My name is Jamie. What is your name? Little four-year-old girl, three-year-old girl, probably even two actually, hanging out uh, by a very small balconied window. Looks very very cool in there next to the mosque. I reached the junction. Which way should we go, Liz? Well, we want to go around the other side of the fort, don't we? So I think we should go up and round. Yep, I agree with you. Let's do that. Got our walking boots on today. We thought we'd actually do some stomping. Work off that lovely dinner we had last night. Well, we really are in the back streets now of Jopa. We uh, decided to come off the main road and uh, just basically just kept turning right. And we're at the base of the fort on the east side. And we're trying to get round to the west side of the fort, which is the, the oldest part of Jopa. That's where most of the buildings are blue. But as I say that, I am actually surrounded by blue and I'm in the tiny little uh, back alleys. These really are, I mean, I can touch both sides of the walls. Very, very narrow. And top marks go to my brother Tim, who, before we got here, reckoned that Jodhpur is like uh, an Indian uh, Portuguese town. And I have to say, a lot of these back streets do remind me of parts of Lisbon, some of the back streets of Lisbon. And um, there's a, I don't know how you describe the architecture really, it's, uh, there's lots of trellising, lots of uh, overhanging covers to uh, windows, uh, curved arches, grills on doors and of course this very very dominant indigo colour uh, which most of the buildings are painted apart from the one in front of me which is painted a baby pink colour which offsets the uh, indigo very nicely. Just describe some more of these colours. Indigo, uh, we've got some uh, bright greens and some deep greens. They seem to use that quite a lot against the indigo colour. Above me, uh, we've got a house here. The archway around the door, uh, quite ornate, is painted a very light peach, like a pastel peach. Uh, indigo on the main part, and then the first floor is a quite a, a bright orange, and that has green shutters. So quite a few colours on that one, but they all work really well. We're just coming down from our little side street onto a main street. But when I say main street, it is still only wide enough for a single car. Uh, 
but you won't see cars around here. It is only mopeds and bicycles. Well, we continue further into the back streets and we're actually unsure if we're in the old city because it couldn't get much older and it couldn't get much bluer. And everywhere you look, it's a photo. As is always the case in India, wherever we look, there are always opportun photographic opportunities. But I have to say, every single place, we, every corner we turn, every tight little street corner we turn around. And as I say this, Lizzie's pointing at yet another facade. Uh, a grilled doorway, doorway with the grill closed. The grill itself has some beautiful ornate uh, symmetrical patterns painted in a what was probably a peachy colour and white. But around it um, is, well, Liz, you described that. Yeah, around the doorway itself, we've got white, mustard yellow, the greenest of turquoise colours. Um, there are Hindu signs, uh, flowers, orange on mustard and yellow, and uh, brackets holding up the archway are all heavily decorated and, and painted. Really, just walking through the old town here, it's a bit like walking through the palace yesterday. Incredible decoration and um, detail in uh, in a lot of these houses most of which are painted indigo in one shade or another yeah, i wonder if this is the laundry lady hello hello how are you iron iron ah uh, she is the laundry lady yes i thought so she just iron or washing as well ah uh, yeah iron yeah the ironing lady with the shirts nicely uh, laid out and a great big huge iron with a wooden handle a big handle it looks a bit like a dumbbell and uh, I guess she fills up her iron full of hot coal and she's surrounded by big pots We work our way back up the hill from the tight back streets and end up behind the Marangar Fort at Jaswantada, which is a memorial building built by Sardar Singh in 1899 in memory of the Maharaja Jaswant Singh. Positioned at the top of the hill overlooking Jodhpur, the thin marble walls catch the setting sun and emit a warm orange glow. We're now at Jaswant Tada, which is, they call Jodhpur's Taj Mahal, and it's uh, this beautiful white, I think it's marble, I'm not sure, I need to find that out, but it certainly looks marble, uh, building which is just down from the fort. So we've walked all the way around the old town, in amongst all those gorgeous, uh, tiny little blue uh, walled alleys, and up to the fort, around the base of the fort, and down the hill to the other side. So Jaswant Tada. We're going to have a quick look inside and we're told the views here as the sunsets are supposed to be very good. So, Just outside Jasmantada is the uh, a little lake, like a moat. And I have to say it's very, very clear water. We can actually see down into the uh, big uh, weeds that are growing underground. Plenty of fish, more hens.
that's a traditional Indian harmonium you can hear there. Man sitting down, cross-legged, puffing away on his box. around the back of the mausoleum now and you can hear that silence there's no traffic no music just the sound of the birds in the uh, hill behind and the pigeons flying over it's a very peaceful place and I can see why they call it uh, the uh, Taj Mahal of uh, Jodhpur it's it's similar it doesn't have any of the inlay uh, but it's uh, a beautiful white marble as mausoleums go, it's still very, very impressive, although on a much smaller scale. What I like most about uh, a lot of the buildings that we're seeing in Joppa, though, is the... What I like most about the buildings in Joppa, though, are these... Uh, the, the, the tops of the domes have a kind of curved... I don't know how you describe it... lip above the window... And this curved lip drops right down, and it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Geiger pictures. The guy that designed the set of Alien. If you see some of his drawings, he uses a particular style, this kind of organic, dripping uh, feel to to his uh, creations. And each one of these little kiosks on the top of the mausoleum has a dome on it and on the four corners of this drooping dropping lip that drops right down inside the mausoleum now and it's very simple uh, white marble and the odd bit of black marble to set it off nicely and in the middle of the floor there's some black inlaid marble in a big circle. And in the centre, I guess, is a mausoleum. And then at the far end is a uh, temple. But the most striking thing are these marble walls. And some of the marble is thin enough that it's actually letting in the sunlight from the other side. So the odd block of marble has this uh, orange hue to it. Opaque colour. The windows that look out back across Jodhpur are covered in a marble lattice work, and the doors are green, the same green we've been seeing in the old city. Painted wood, again quite ornate, the little touches of red and silver. It's very pretty. outside of the uh, mausoleum five o'clock call to prayer you can hear that across the whole of Jodhpur
that's it from the blue city of Jodhpur. Next week, we visit the last of our golden triangle cities, Udaipur. Mm-hmm.